Welcome back to On The Line. That was a beautiful Halloween-themed video to open up the festivities today. Today's a very spooky episode. It's October 31st, Halloween. I am Corey here with Olivia. Storm. Storm? I'm Storm today. Okay, you create weather. Yes. <laughs> Thunder, lightning, everything. I'm here for it. You know what, what I, I am? What are you supposed to be? What do you think I am? What do you think I am? I think we need to ask the people what they think you are today. Well? Can you describe your, your costume? I'm a running lane champion. <laughs> I'm the running lane championships. And I'm ready for December 2nd in Huntsville, Alabama running lane championships. If you haven't signed up, go ahead and try to do that. Um, obviously, fun times today. Yes. Uh, playing off of Halloween. But... Today's show also going to be really, really good because we're coming off really exciting weekend of action. Uh, we're going to go over the three biggest storylines uh, from the weekend, including some major, major upsets. <laughs> we'll detail some powerhouse athletes and teams with multiple championships under their belts. Dive into some thoughts about the Washington and Illinois State Championships coming up. Uh, we'll talk about athletes we're ready to see this weekend. And we'll finish with the Texas State Championships. A couple of our mile split team members are going to be out there in Round Rock this weekend. Really excited uh, for that. Now, one important thing. If you listen to our show regularly on the site or anywhere else, please, please, please head over to Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating. Let us know how you think. We would appreciate it immensely. November is on our calendars storm, yes. uh, which means we'll <laughs> finalize state championship action in the coming weeks. And then head over to regional coverage, which will get things really, really spicy in cross country. Yep. Let's start first with the three biggest things from the weekend. And the first, the biggest that happened was the Colorado State Championship, specifically 5A. Crazy, absolutely crazy things happen on both the girls and the boys' side. Let's start with the boys' side first with Brennan Draper. He's been on the cusp of hitting a big race. Like, I feel like he's just been kind of knocking at the doors. He won the Colorado Middle School Cross Country Championships back in 2019. And then this weekend, just shook things up that last couple of meters there to grab a 5A Colorado state title to his resume. What were your kind of biggest takeaways from his specific race? I, I think just the upset in the making, a, a lot of times the beauty in it is you don't see it coming. Right. We, we looked into Benjamin Anderson. He was undefeated going into the 5A championships. He was the favorite. Uh, and he ran enough that he could have won. But, you know, state championships are built for these kinds of performances. And Draper, you know, had a really, really good race. He won his region race. I think that was sort of the precursor to it. And then he comes into state championships and he runs out of his mind. You know, the two things, obviously, the moment, they always help pull you to these 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 performances, but also sometimes it's the courses. And yeah. we've heard enough about Norris Penrose to believe that it is, if you don't get it right, sometimes it comes back to you. So mm -hmm. in some ways, that's what happened here. Uh, but props to Draper on that, that awesome, awesome victory. Yeah. Now, speaking about the girls' side, I feel like this was, for me personally, probably the biggest surprise of the state championships. Rosie Mucharski of Denver East, a junior, I need to know where she came from <laughs> because her fastest time of the season going into these championships was 1751 from Liberty in September. 
she's also the defending 800 meter state champion and she used that signature kick that she has to literally charge to the front and win this race this weekend she drops a 17.28 personal best. What a perfect time to do that, to win her first title by over 18 seconds over the Air Academy duo, Tessa Walter and Mariah Hook, who finished two and three. And I honestly, I have to give credit to Bethany Mahalik because I feel like I applaud her for almost taking a risk. She went out there with a blazing fast, hot pace, and she, I felt like challenged herself and she finished six overall and helped to contribute to Air Academy's team title, which I feel like cross country, it's all about the team title too, yeah. as, as well as those individual performances. So Air Academy did a fantastic job and you know, here comes Rosie doing great things. Yeah, I, it, much like Draper, it was the biggest surprise of, mm -hmm. of the 5A championships and and that personal best was 23 seconds better than her her Liberty Bell. So what a way to kind of come into your last race as a as a, as an athlete on this season and, and do that. Um, I will say there were two other surprise. Well, basically one other surprise on the boys' side. Rock Canyon uh, won the 5A yeah. title by nine points over Mountain Vista, which it was kind of up in the air. But I think beating Mountain Vista and proving that uh, on those stakes was a very good result there. But overall, uh, Colorado just met expectations and yes. then some for sure and uh, the second huge surprise over in indiana was mm -hmm. in the girls race where yes. uh someone we didn't expect ended up taking the title yeah i remember last week we talked about it and i was like nikki sutherland is like the go-to girl right however i had liberty dowdy as someone that was no, like you in... didn't. yes i did i mentioned <laughs> oh, her as like didn't. someone that could potentially be in the mix and what ended up happening was Libby, Libby like did her thing and the photo that we have is like her showing the final few meters of this race. You can see the pure determination that she has and she got after it this weekend. Prior to the Indiana State Championships, she competed at Nike Cross Country Town Twilight. This is where Nikki Sutherland was second to Zariel Machia and Libby was fourth in this race. And the fact that this weekend the tables turned a little bit more and Libby finished with a personal best of 17.06 to win the title over Nikki, who clocked a 17.15. Uh, and this was her third race under 17.30 for 5K. So Libby got out there and did her thing. But I have to give you credit Let's, because you definitely said Libby is someone. No, I didn't. I didn't, said, I didn't say that. I said I was worried that we were only right, looking yes, at, at Nikki Sutherland yes. when that tends to happen is when these moments, you know, occur. Sneak in. yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Like we didn't, we didn't have her on a radar. We no. did. We, we she was not going to win this race in our eyes going into Saturday. Right. So it was. I, I think this was huge for her to like prove herself. She had won races. Like she was winning uh, in Indiana, but didn't necessarily have the big ones. So yeah. you can't see it happen. And right. she herself after the race uh, was quoted as saying, "I didn't know what to expect today." My only goal today was just to do my best and, and run for God. That was my only goal to see where it put me. And, you know, props to her. She won the race. For me, what's interesting, this girl's only a sophomore. Yeah. She ran 1706, as you said, fastest time of any female at the state championships wow. in Indiana State history. Now, girls have run faster on the course, but not at the Indiana State championships. Yeah. Anna Rohr. 1708 in 2014, and we all know her as a future NCAA champion and a, and a Foot Locker winner. Lily Cridge, 2022, mm. who ran 1714. Those are you know huge yes. names in Indiana that she just surpassed. So what is her potential going further? I mean, I, I think the 
we'll, we'll see her develop oh, over absolutely. time. As yeah. a sophomore, has tons of time to grow. I feel like the sophomore class has been putting out, especially on the ladies' side, like I think of Jane Hendergren, yeah. Elizabeth Leachman. I feel like Libby's now part of this conversation. Like yeah. the sophomores are really escalating. I think Jane's a junior. I think Jane's a junior. But um, Leachman obviously is like leading this pack uh, mm -hmm. for sure. Um, yeah, she's 2025. 20, so oh, okay. um, yeah, I just, these are the times to sort of make your name known mm -hmm. yeah. uh, at, at state championships, and it's certainly what he did. she did. Let's move to the third topic. Dowling Catholic and the Johnston girls uh, won Iowa team titles yes. uh, this weekend. Uh, what was interesting about those results for you? Well, Dowling Catholic won the title by 12 points over Cedar Falls. They were able to get their top five scorers within the top 25. What's impressive is 15.52 average, but they also had a 30-second spread. So they were right there running in that pack, getting the job done. And it's just incredible to see that team effort come in at the most perfect time at a state championships, right? So I was really impressed by the boys' side. What was your thoughts on the boys? I, honestly, this this meet wasn't a given for me. Uh, there had been other teams that had been... At, you know, performing at a high level in Iowa, it, it usually is that Dowling Catholic's sort of place. You got to beat them in order to like you know win state titles because they've won for the last two years. I mean, they've won four over the last six, mm -hmm. I believe. Um, you know, so it wasn't given. Cedar Falls, Ankeny, they had run well. I think they had good opportunities to win. And Cedar Falls specifically, I thought could have won a title here. But Dowling Catholic, you know, always puts it together. Uh, the interesting part was Dowling Catholic, Cedar Falls, and Ankeny all averaged 15.52 on Saturday. Identical mm -hmm. averages. You know, so that means basically what happens in the scoring. Dowling Catholic goes 20, 21, and 24 on their back three scorers, right. ultimately pulling away with a 12-point victory. I mean, it's depth. It's always depth yeah, we talk about. Yeah, it is. And, um, you know, a team like that knows how to get it done. Yeah. Now, the Johnson girls, I've been had my eyes out for them over the last couple of weeks. I feel like they're a very solid program this year. They cruised to their regional meet. They dropped the hammer here. They won the title with 107 points, 1847 average. But I think what's really something, we talked about depth, right? This team is consistent. Pretty much 99.5% of this team is underclassmen. They were led by Olivia Verde who was second with a 1750, and she's a junior. However, her six teammates, three freshmen, two sophomores, and a junior were the rest of this program on, on that day. And this team has the depth, and I feel like they definitely need to be on the radar moving into also mm. moving forward, Part but one. also 2024. Okay. Like, the depth yeah. is there, and Johnson, I'm, I'm watching for them. Well, Heartland, that's an interesting point you made, because Heartland, I think, there's no team in that region, I think that is far and away the obvious choice to yeah. go through. Obviously, you have Wayzata. Yeah. You have um, you have the Minnesota teams. You have, yeah. you know, obviously Iowa teams, uh, North Dakota. All, all these teams, not necessarily, they're all in the mix, uh, yeah. I would say. So, um, you think okay. Johnston could make their way? I think they can. Based off this performance, I think they can slowly creep into national that national caliber of a program. But they're okay. definitely on my radar. Okay. All right, let's move next to the multiple-time champions, <laughs> the four-peaters. Uh, in, so, in some cases, for some teams, uh, beyond four wins in a row. So we're going to go into athletes this year that have won four straight titles or more. Mm -hmm. um, did you want to start with anybody? 
We need to talk about Niwat okay. on the girls' side, okay? <laughs> Niwat is that team. They have the history. They have proven themselves over the last six years that they're a team to, to take down. And that is quite impressive. They're led by Addison Ritzenhain. Again, just had their Colorado State Championships this weekend. They won the team title with 20 points um, this weekend, 17.59 average. They got their top five runners in the top 10, and their sixth and their seventh runners were 10th and 15th. So it just shows you that tremendous depth and the powerhouse that they have in their classification. But Addison Ritzenheim, like yeah. this young, talented individual, had the fastest time of the day with a 17.08 to win the 4A title and set a new meet record. And this is the third fastest performance ever on that course. As we know, it's one of the most challenging courses in Colorado. So Addison Ritzenheim leading Niwot to great heights. Yeah, it's going to be tough to unseat Niwot in 4A in Colorado yeah. in the years to come, just mm -hmm. on a lot of different factors. Exactly. Let the West girls, Kansas, won four straight titles, you know, clinching that off uh, this past weekend. So congrats to them. Angelia. Singh Hawker of Letha North won her four straight title on Saturday. That is a very, very hard thing to do individually. Yeah. She won in 20, 21, 22, and 23 just to maintain, mm -hmm. just to hold on, just to be <laughs> the best. Yeah. Very few people do that in any state, no less Kansas. So props to her. Then we have a future possible multiple time state champion that we're looking out for at the Florida State Championships. It's Bellin Jesuit going for seven straight That is remarkable. Seven. Boys. 3A. That's like almost two rounds of... Yeah, two cycles of Two cycles of, of, of athletes. athletes. Yeah. That's incredible. Hey, props to these programs that build culture, maintain it, build off of it, develop it. Mm -hmm. That's what you, you want to see at that highest level. All right, state championships Ooh. coming up this weekend. Yes. Washington cross country. What do we got here to look forward to on the girls' side? I'm so excited for Washington State Championships. There, there are a lot of heavy hitters and a lot of girls that have rose to the occasion over the last several weekends. And I'm going to kind of go down in classification, but we got to start with 4A with Skyline High School. They have two individuals who have really been pushing each other and their teammates also, Anna Callahan and Rebecca O'Keefe. But Anna Callahan, she's had top place finishes all season and she didn't finish worse than second. Like that's the worst place she has finished all this year. She won the District 1 Cross Country Championships with a 1643 5K personal best, which is the fastest time in the state. And she's also the defending champion. However, don't count out her teammate. As I mentioned, Rebecca O'Keefe, they've been kind of, like I said, been going back and forth during dual meets here and there. Um, but Rebecca was third last year and she was the runner up to Anna Callahan. So I think this is a great opportunity for Skyline to really push the mark a little bit more and really challenge themselves. Moving to the 3A, we have Victoria Rodriguez and of course her younger sister, Sophia Rodriguez of Mercer Island High School. And Sophia, as we all know, we love her. She's just a world record holder, does amazing things on the cross country course and also on the track. She's posted solid performances throughout the fall and lately she's just been really knocking at the door yeah. of dropping something big. She ran a 1649 at the MOOC uh, Cross Country Invitational at the end of September, which is the fastest, second fastest time, excuse me, in the state. And she's won three straight cross country titles. Uh, and I feel 
like she can grab her first one here in this classification. And then also in 2A, we have Logan Hofstey of East Valley High School. She's been undefeated this season, which is remarkable. She had a major win at the Nike Hole in the Wall, which I feel like has boosted her confidence. And she's gone 17.03 uh, this season alone. So lots of great names coming from Washington. So it's going to be exciting to see what they do. Yeah, a lot of heavy hitters. Yes, a lot, a lot of, of heavy hitters. Talents. Yes. Ooh. At the regional level, too. I, mean, I think we're going to see a lot of these names kind of try to come through as well. Oh, exactly. Boys race looking forward to is the 3A slugfest between <laughs> the Rodriguez's sisters, teammate Owen Powell and and uh, Vincent Recupero of Bishop Blanchett. Those two guys have been kind of going at it uh, this year. And even on the track last year, they were going at it. Now, Powell has gotten Recupero's number at that MOOC Invitational, uh, Powell was the winner there. Uh, Recupero was fourth. Uh, Asher Danielson was in there too, but he's from Oregon. And Parker Mong is in 2A. So these two are going to match up in that three race. And really, it's going to be sort of a you know a matchup of odds. How will they race? How will they take it out? How will they make moves? I think Powell has the, the, the results and the times to his advantage. He's run 14.48, but Recupero has run 14.59 on his own they've both broken 15 minutes so what's going to happen what's going to mean a lot is sort of that that moment are you going to answer the call when somebody does make that high risk move um i don't know if i'm vincent recruiter maybe i have to put it to owen powell first and see if he responds or maybe i just wait and see if i can kind of hit him at the end um but that matchup right there is going to be awesome because the two guys are, are among the best in washington mm -hmm. and, and in the nation yeah absolutely it's gonna be a great one like i said i'm excited for washington state for championships sure. watch out for coverage on mile split we're going to go next to the illinois state championships will anyone go after the boys detweiler title uh it was last broken in 2019 by Josh Methner. Can anyone do it in 2023? Goodness gracious, 1349? Mm -hmm. That's moving. Back in 2019. Yeah. That is fast. I feel like I feel like this is the year to, to do it. I feel like there's a lot of talent in Illinois that has the individuals that could potentially do it. The number one guy that comes to mind is Dylan Maley of Marion High School. This is his senior year, so of course everyone their senior year is trying to go out with a bang. And he's gone 14 flat this season, and he did that in mid-September. Um, he's been kind of consistently been knocking at the doors. He's gone 1408, 14 flat. Um, he's also posted 14.17, a couple 14.30s in there. So what can he do? Can he go sub-14? I think it's a possibility. I feel like he can, like I said, because it's just, this is it. This is the opportunity yeah. to do it. Leave it out on the cross-country course. And worst-case scenario, you just come real close to it. Exactly. Or you just bomb it. Or, what well, do you, do? you go out for it. You go out for and it. And then it comes back to you. Yes. And, and runners pass you. You don't even win the state yeah. championships. If you risk it, sometimes the fear is that, you might even lose the race because you put so much into it. And that's yeah. happened in some of these races we've already talked about. Set early paces, uh, and then you kind of have to fall back a little bit based on, on your fitness. But yeah. I think if this was the time to do it, it is for finale. Um, Craig Virgin held the record at Detweller for 47 years wow. up until Mether beat it in 19 yeah. um, by a smidge. Mefter, mm -hmm. how he did it, 428 through the first mile, 912 at mile two. Detweiler is largely flat. There's a little bit of incline, but largely you move fast because this is a flat course. Yeah. So there has been, I think, one, two, seven guys that have broken 14 minutes all-timed. 
Six? Five guys. And then Torres has run. Oh. Jorge Torres, a, a Foot Locker Nationals champion back in the 90s, ran 14 flat on it. Um, but now it's up for Dylan Nally to see if he can improve on that 14 flat from Richard Springs. I mean, he's 22 seconds faster than any other guy in Illinois for three miles, so he is the guy to do it. Yeah. The interesting part, Storm, is that <laughs> his 3,200-meter PR from last year is 916. Mm-hmm. Methner was at 912 at mile two when he broke in 2019. So we're, we're asking for yeah. a huge personal best. Exactly, year. exactly. Can he keep up based on where he's at right now? Mm. His junior PRs say that at that point he wasn't ready, but maybe he's already at this is, point. You know, he's time a senior. Has passed. Yeah. He's a senior. His training, he's put in a block. And now he could be ready for it. So that's always the interesting part to see where Gosh, these guys are. I say are. just go for it. Take the risk and go <laughs> for it. Of course we want the records. That's what I we want. We always want the records. But what means more to this guy? Is it winning a title and maybe running a little slower time? Or is it getting that record? So you have to, you have to battle with that. Yeah, exactly. Well, ne- well he, yeah. And he's also the defending champion. So I don't know. I say go for it. You've got a state <laughs> title to your name. Storm says go I'm for it. I'm saying go for it. <laughs> <laughs> also, the first matchup uh, of, of the year between two powerhouses in New Jersey is mm-hmm. Union Catholic versus CBA at the group championships this weekend in the non-public A division. We've been waiting for it. Gosh, this is a, an exciting weekend if you yeah. really yeah. break it down. you got great things happening in Washington. Union Catholic and CBA? Mm-hmm. This is like, Mm -hmm. we're the fire emojis. I wish we can drop that. But number three and number seven, and last year CBA grabbed the title uh, with 31 points. You knew Catholic 62. Mm -hmm. Do you think this is going to be close? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Close? Okay. I think CBA is looking very efficient. They are. Like a train. Like they're they're coming, and they're coming off off of a very strong win from the Shore Conference Championship. So, ooh, it's going to be spicy. It's going to be spicy. But what are your thoughts? Like, how do you feel like this is going to turn out? I think all coaches prepare immensely for these mates. Exactly. And they look at the numbers. And what's deceiving is that both of these teams ran differing times. Uh, They've won all their meets. Union Catholics run faster. CBA has run on maybe harder courses. So if you look at the numbers, the mile split virtual meet has Union Catholic winning by 19 points mm. over CBA. But that's mm-hmm. deceiving because of the courses. Not everything right. is A to A. Right. For going by depth, I think CBA has the depth on Union Catholic. But as we said last week, Union Catholic did not have Jimmy Washushin last year. And yes. now they have him. I think this is really a battle of odds. You have to strategize who are your guys running with? Who are they going to have to pick off? Yeah. You have to you have to believe that these guys can't have bad races. Like yeah, if, if one of your guys falls off a little bit, that's points at the back end that are gonna hurt you. So I don't know, it's gonna be a high pressure situation, high stakes, but it's groups and then meet of champions and then regions. So they're gonna face each other three consecutive times. times. So yeah. it's gonna be But you kinda want that upper hand going into the next Absolutely. round. Absolutely, you wanna win the first time. You wanna win the first time and be yeah. like, yo. Yeah. This is where we're at right now. <laughs> yeah. Come catch me, you know? Absolutely. It's going to be great. Absolutely. Last time Union Catholic won groups was 2021. That was with a really historic group, including Shane Brosnan, and a younger with Shuzhen. They ended up going uh, 1502 average-wise at the running late in 2021 and finished fourth overall in that epic race. So um, can they get back to that group? Do they have enough to challenge CBA? 
It'll be interesting. I it's like Joe Barrett for the win here. I'll say that. Joe, Joe Barrett. Barrett. Joe Barrett for the win. Yes. I like Joe Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last but certainly not least, the Texas State Championships at Old Settlers Park in Round Rock, Texas this weekend. It's going to be fun. We got the 6A group coming up first. What do you have, Storm? This is going to be so exciting. I, I'm looking forward to the 6A race. You have Flower Mound, who are the defending champions. They've gone one through three, 23rd and 28th, and they're going to face South Lake Carroll. And I feel like South Lake Carroll might have the upper hand mentally uh, going into this race. They defeated Flower Mound twice already, or excuse me, three times. Um, Woodbridge, Nike South Invitational, and Regionals. And I feel like the South Lake Carroll girls have the boost, the confidence, and they've seen Flower Man a handful of times, so they're probably like, okay, here we are. However, Samantha Humphreys looks solid. Alexandra did not run Regionals. I feel like she might show an appearance at States. But then we also have Nicole Humphreys, who we have not seen at all this season, but here we have a... She posted on her story, and it's her running. So mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, are we going to see <laughs> Nicole Humphreys at the state championships? Now, here's the thing. It, it makes me, let's just say Nicole is running. <laughs> let's just say she is running. Yeah. I feel like that might put some fear in South Lake Carroll because Nicole has not it, run. It gets them closer. It gets them closer, exactly. It gets yep. them, you know, one step closer. It also just depends on Nicole's fitness level mm -hmm. right now, especially mm -hmm. not being as sharp as other ladies that have been competing since, you know, August, September, some of them in October. Um, but I think it just makes the race that much more interesting. So 28 points. Carol yeah. beat Flower Mound by 28 points at Regions. Mm -hmm. So ultimately you have to see where do I make up that time. And if you look at their, their fifth runner, uh, she finished at 47. Now, you, if you have Nicole, you go back to 22. It's going to be a lot closer because that in itself was 20-some places, 25 yeah. places. So you make up 25 or 24 places with the addition right. of, of Nicole. So I, it, it is going to be close it's if she does close. run. Yes, if. And if Alex, too. I mean, yes. for sure. It's, oh, yeah, you need the trio. <laughs> you need the trio. Yeah. Um, if they have the trio, then South Lake Carroll... It, the wind doesn't well because anything can happen we've seen that all throughout the championships but i feel like south lake carroll like i mentioned has the upper hand right now yeah and probably the confidence too momentum for sure yeah. i like that it's going to be spicy we're going to look out for it on the boys side i think south lake carroll has been at the top of the rankings all year long you know i think they're three or four right now they're leading texas they won region 6a one caden leonard won that race in lubbock 15 12 so he looked Really, really good. The question will be, will anyone even challenge them for the title? Mm. Uh, Carol won last year. Vandegrift was second last year. They are looking good. They won 6A2, led by Hudson Haley. Katie Tompkins out of Houston won 6A3. I don't know, though, mm. I, because it's all about depth and yes. averages on a course like Old Settlers, which can run fast. South Lake has history and tradition on it. Personally, I don't think anybody beats them. No. They're, they're top five for a reason. They're good this year. So I think Caden Leonard uh, and, and Jude Alvarez, I think they lead them to another title this year. Yeah, Is I Is there agree. any question there? No. The, no. I'm like, there's no argument. I, I'm right there with you. I feel like South Lake Carroll. We is said the this about Indiana I know, last I literally, week. 
<laughs> I literally was just about to say we that. We said this about I was Indiana. like, we said this last week. Okay. Hopefully we it don't. It will turn out the way it's supposed yeah, to turn out. Yeah, hopefully we don't <laughs> give you any bad mojo there. But uh, best of luck to everybody running. Our next topic in Texas. Athletes we're most looking forward to seeing yes. this weekend. Should I go first? I think you should go first. Well, I think we're all on in, we're like just unanimous huge fans here. Of her. We're unanimous here. Tatum yes. Goodman yes. of Spring Lake Earth, uh, three-time champion. She's going for her fourth, so she could be a four-peter. They're running two miles, four uh, A girls down. So in one A, Tatum's running two miles. Her best time ever for two miles on this course at the state championships is ten fifty-nine. Uh, record at Old Settlers is ten thirty-nine. So she would have to knock off 20 seconds to get that record. But Tatum is a gamer. Oh, Tatum. She's a gamer. Awesome, awesome. Gosh, she's performer. an awesome kid. Like, just having to get to know her a little bit last year at the yeah. Outdoor State Championships. Like, yeah. this girl does everything. She does <laughs> play. She plays basketball. Mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. she was telling me last. She was golfing. Like, mm -hmm. she was also at the golf. Mm -hmm. Was it golf state championships last mm -hmm, year? Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, she does it all. Hey, she shows her animals, too. She's 4-H yes. girl. Yes. So, yeah, she's, she is a prototypical do everything small school girl with love it with atypical skills yes d1 ability she's going to get a scholarship to perform at the next level division one level yes. so we're all on the same page yeah, that's with good tatum stuff. goodman we love tatum goodman another individual we've i've been kind of looking out for her yeah san juanita leal yep from Edinburgh for North, sure. she's going to be in that 6A classification, and I feel like she's just having an extraordinary senior season. She's been dropping her 5K times towards the end of the season, which I've mentioned a handful of times that that's something personally I want to see, because mm -hmm. that means you're putting in the time, you're putting in the effort, you're, you're getting sharper and sharper each time to when it actually counts. Like, now we're moving into this championship part of the season, we're at states and we got regionals, nationals, mm -hmm. so she's just clicking at the most appropriate time. So she grabbed the Meet of Champions cross-country invitational title. She won both districts and regionals, and she won the regional title with a 5K personal best of 17-12. So she is looking sharp. I feel like she's ready to go. Yeah. She just makes the 6A race even more interesting. She was third at Hoka earlier in the year. Yeah. So this is the same course. She uh, lost to Leachman and Catherine Kuntz, and Leachman's in a different division. Yeah. So does Leal win because you do have the Humphreys? You do have the Humphreys. Well, if Nicole's healthy, but you do have Sam. You do have um, Sam, yeah. It, it just makes it win? more interesting. You know? Yeah. And we saw Sam yeah. Juanita Leal. Like, she showed pure dominance at the Outdoor State Championships yep. against yep. them, too. So, yep. it's going to be great. Hey, I'm a big fan there, too. Yes. All right. The most pressing storyline in Texas, outside of the things we've already talked about. Let's start with you first. Okay, so besides South Lake Carroll and Flower Mound in the race, I'm going to bring it back to Elizabeth Leachman, as you just mentioned her. I want to know how fast is she going to go this weekend. I feel like every time she stepped onto the cross-country course, she just gives us a performance. I know at the beginning of the year we're like, okay, this is a fast time. All right, let me see if she can do it again. She does it again literally to back up her performance, and now everyone has Elizabeth Leachman on their radar. And she's been so consistent, and over the five out of her six races this year have been sub-17 minutes for 5K. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think anybody else is doing that right now, and she's been undefeated in the state of Texas. 
and Elizabeth's improvement this year is just absolutely beautiful to see. Back last year, she had only two performances that were under 18 minutes for 5K, and she was 20th at States as a freshman, and now I feel like she's going after that state title for the 5A classification. So I'm my biggest question is how fast is Elizabeth Leachman going to go? And it's a good question because I just looked up the rankings fastest all time. At Old Settlers, it is Bryn Brown, oh, wow. 1625 from 2020. Ooh. Which is, which is cool because when we went to Bernie Champion a couple weeks back to film her for a workout, we asked her coach about, do you get the Bryn Brown comparisons a lot? And he's like, yes. But you know how I think Elizabeth Leishman's different? Is her turnover. Her ability to sort of, you know, move the race faster. Bryn was always a, like a low low striker yes, to the ground. Yes, And Leishman has a, lo a little bit more turnover than Bryn had. So, and that's outright speed. Yes. So will we, we see... Witnessed, we witnessed that speed too. We did, yeah. <laughs> we saw it. Will she beat 16.25 is the question. That was an epic race that in 2020. Right now, 1627, I believe, is her 5K best. Yes. From the Jesuit Classic. Uh, and the thing is, she's used to running, like, by herself, too. She ran 1630. Well, I, honestly, she ran 1630 at Hoka earlier yeah. in the year. She was only five seconds off of it. This is the state championships. I say yes. 1624. I know. We always say yes. We, we're, How's the weather this weekend? Oh, is it going to be hot? It, no, I don't think so. I, I think it'll be good. 70s? Yeah, for 5A 70s. races, I think it, it, it lines up pretty good okay. for athletes. Conditions, because sure. it's been a little, as, yeah, it's been a little chilly. No, that's, here. that's perfect for yeah, running. That's perfect, that's for, perfect. Yes. For, for distance running. So yeah. if it can stay there, I think we got potential records looming okay. here for Leachman. So we're on record watch now. And I've been pitching this basically all <laughs> week long to a bunch of mile splitters, but uh, in 4A... There's an obvious candidate here to win, Canyon. Canyon won last year. They're, they're number one in the division. Their 15-51 average is really fast. And I mean, honestly, in 4A, you got to beat them, basically. But in my eyes, can anyone beat them? Can Santa Lazario beat them? Mm. Champions in 2021, uh, the half-five guys that lined up for this, I think they, they're there. There's Laferia, Salido, and Santa Lazario, and then Canyon. Can we see something happen here? I think it's going to take a lot. Um, but watching them firsthand in El Paso earlier this year, I think they got heart, they got drive. They and um, there's a lot that they are running for. So um, that's one of the storylines I'm definitely going to be watching out for this weekend. Yeah. And uh, what also is nice is we uh, put together a feature on this team heading into the state championships. And we have a little trailer to show you from Santa Lazario XC Uniforma de Vida. Being part of the cross-country team in San Eli is very important. It's not just running for me, but it's for the whole community. San Eli's culture is a winning culture. We have a good reputation. There's been a lot of champions, a lot of winners, and a lot of state championships. A lot of people ask, how do you do it so consistently, winning state titles? Running, it is a really hard sport. Swing the arms, relax the face, all the way to the top. It hurts, it's really mental. But when you have this team, like I do, it's easier. It's not only a team, it's a unique bond that we have. We're a family and we stay strong together. 
people see my team, they're like, they're Mexicans, they're not gonna do anything. And we don't, we don't get discouraged, but we do think about that, and that's when you go the extra mile. These kids know, especially this team knows, that anything can be accomplished. We always win as one, and we always think of our community. It is a part of their way of life. So yeah. good. That's the trailer. Drops on Wednesday on Miles Split, so stay tuned for that. We'll also have a Leachman workout on Wednesday dropping as well. So it's going to be a busy, busy week. Few days on Miles Split. A lot I'm of coverage. It. Check it out, and uh, we'll be around. You're going to be at the New York Marathon. Yes, Ashley and I will be in New York. November 1st through the 5th or 6th, I think. 6th, right? somewhere yep. in that ballpark. Yeah. yeah, right before National yeah. Signing Day. On the 8th, yeah. Woo. A lot of good stuff coming up on yes. Miles Split. Thanks to for watching yet again, and stay tuned for all of our coverage on Milesplit over the weekend. See you later.